0: As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.
1: Welcome to Home Group. This is <laughs> Friday. You're getting ready to start the weekend. And I declare to you by faith, you're going to have an awesome weekend. But tonight, I'm here with a great team. We're here with Maxine Mesnikov, Joel hey, Renner, friends. Denise Renner, and Maxine. We're glad that you're with us again tonight. It's an honor for me to be here. Thank you. Well, Paul couldn't be here, so we said, who can
0: we invite? Mm -hmm. Maxim Yasnikov. Thank you. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. And Joel, welcome. Thank you. And I want to say welcome, Home Group. You know, when we come to study the Bible, it's so precious. Who else do you study the Bible with? Every time we study the Bible with our friends, it's precious. It is. And I think that's very good to remember. Amen. But if you guys need prayer, please call us, write us. Please call us at 1-800-742-5593 or email us at renner.org and we'll be sure to get back to you. We pray for our partners and friends every day. Amen. And you guys are making all the difference. You know, it takes both of us to do what we do. You guys support us financially, and we do the work of the gospel. And we're doing this together. We really are. It's hand in hand. And I just want to say thank you.
1: And you know what, Joe? We are really careful with the money that partners send to our ministry. I mean, We count every ruble, every, every cent in English because we have to make this thing go as far as we can make it go. And thank you so much for being a partner. It's not just about money. It's about sending the gospel to the ends of the earth. That's what we're doing. Hey, Denise, you look really pretty tonight.
2: Thank you.
1: I like that top.
2: Thank you, Rick. Welcome home group. And I want to say it's an honor and privilege to be with you tonight. You know, really it is a privilege. And I was thinking about things that we take for granted a lot of things have been taken from us right now and we took them for granted before, but now we, I appreciate getting to be with you and welcome.
1: But hey, we're talking about questions about the baptism in the Holy Spirit and I want to go back to a little bit about what we covered last night. You know, when you begin to speak in tongues, it is what First Corinthians chapter 14 calls a prayer language a prayer language. Somebody may say, well, why why do you speak in tongues? All right, well, let me answer the question like this. If you're an American, what language do you speak? English. English. The rest of the world would say you speak American. The British would say they speak English. They would say Americans speak American. But anyway, you get the point. If you're German, what language do you speak? German. German. All right, we live in Russia. What language does do Russians speak Russian Ukraine what language do Ukrainians speak Ukrainian you mean every nationality speaks its own language ever since the Tower of Babylon all right well who are we we are spirits if you look beyond our flesh and go down deep you'll find the interior of me and the interior of every one of us and at our interiors we're not Americans we're not Russians We're not Germans, we're not Mexicans, we're not Ukrainians, we are spirits. Well, if Americans speak American, if the British speak English, if Germans speak German, Russians speak Russian, Ukrainians speak Ukrainian, what language does spirit speak? Spirit, it speaks spirit. And this is why I always tell people that when you pray in tongues, it is a natural byproduct of the human spirit. Spirit speaks. Spirit. In fact, one day when we go to heaven, there's going to be no English. There's going to be no need for interpreters. Think about that. Everybody's going to speak a spiritual language. Well, in John chapter 5, Jesus said that God is a spirit. What language do you think God speaks? He speaks spirit. God's a spirit, so he speaks spirit. We, at our core, are spirit. And that is why when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, we begin to speak in a spiritual language. We begin to communicate in the language of God himself. Spirit, speaking to spirit. It is the highest level of communication with God. It bypasses the mind, your spirit and God communicating back and forth. And this leads me to Acts chapter two and verse four. It says, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit And they spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And in Greek, it's very specific. The Spirit gave to them the ability to speak. And people get confused here because they want to speak in tongues. They want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit, speak in tongues. And then they sit there with their mouths open, just waiting for something to come out of them as if they think an invisible force is going to grab their tongue and begin to wag their tongue and make them begin to yell and scream and something's going to come out. It doesn't happen that way. Acts 2, 4 clearly says the Holy Spirit gave to them the ability to speak. And he gives to you the ability to speak. All right, let's take this into the context of communicating with one another. If I want to say something to Denise, do I look at her and say, Sometimes I think you do. (laughs) No, I have the initiative to speak. If I just wait for my mouth to mysteriously, miraculously begin to speak, it's probably not going to happen. I have to take the initiative. And that is the same way it is with praying in tongues. You take the initiative, you open your mouth, you begin to speak, and it begins to flow out of you, and it is a new language. But like we said in the last program, Anytime you begin to function in a new language, you're usually a little timid. Maxim, you were talking about that.
2: It's very true.
1: I, I, I feel timid to speak English right now because it's not my native language. But look at you. you. You speak great English. But still, I have this, I'm not sure. And that's often what happens with people when they first begin to pray in tongues. Their ears are not accustomed to the sound of it. Their mind doesn't comprehend it. Their flesh is against it. You know why? Because... You've been flesh dominated, and when your spirit begins to take dominion, your flesh gets really threatened, and your flesh will try to put it down. That's why you got to push through. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. It may not be natural to your ears to begin with, but it will become natural. You'll get used to it. Denise?
2: You know, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. There's an example uh, that I like, and that is that And Rick kind of touched on it, but when people in Russia, they speak Russian and people in Japan, they speak Japanese because they're in the kingdom of Japan. We're in the kingdom of Russia. Well, we came out of the kingdom of darkness. And it says in Colossians chapter one, that we were translated into the kingdom of his dear son. So we're not in that other kingdom that we were in, the kingdom of darkness. We're in the kingdom of his dear son. And in the kingdom, in that kingdom, that language is spirit. It makes so much sense to me. Actually,
1: in the new kingdom, we have everything new. We have a new constitution. There's a constitution yeah, of the kingdom.
2: That's true.
1: We have a new blood, yeah. the blood of Jesus. We have a new language. The language of the kingdom, really, it's praying in tongues. And, you know, it was revolutionary for me when I understood everybody in the New Testament spoke in tongues. It was not something unusual. Everybody spoke in tongues. The New Testament church was a speaking in tongues church. Paul clearly taught in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 that when you pray in tongues, you begin to pray mysteries. You begin to pray the will of God. You begin to give thanks well And Paul himself said in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 18, that he spoke in tongues more than the people in Corinth. And they were noted for being really avid tongue talkers. And Paul says, I speak in tongues more than all you guys combined. And by the way, let me just say something about that. Okay. Who wrote most of the New Testament? Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul. And he said he spoke in tongues more than them all. Mm Mm-hmm. He is the same one who said in verse 2 that when you pray in tongues, you speak mysteries. And I really believe, I really believe this. I believe the level of Paul's revelation was connected to the amount that he spoke in tongues. Wow. wow. I believe that. In fact, let me show you something else. Mm. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. You want to see something amazing? Yes. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Mm. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, It says in verse 9, But as it is written, Eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. If you use that verse as an excuse for ignorance, stop it. Because the next verse says, Mm -hmm. We no longer have an excuse to be ignorant. There was a time when people couldn't imagine, Eye hadn't seen, ear hadn't heard, the heart couldn't imagine. But verse 10 says, But God has revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit does what? Search. Searches all things, even the, the Greek says tabate the deepest, deepest, deepest things of God. That verse is describing this dredging work of the Holy Spirit that I've been talking about. The Spirit searches the word ireuna. It's wonderful. Really deeply searches like an investigator, dredging the Spirit to pull up the will of God, to pull up the things of God. And then when you come, down to verse 11, it says, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom speaketh, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual with spiritual. And what I really believe is that when you pray in tongues, you begin to pray up those mysteries. You begin to pray up things that previously you could have never seen, you could have never known, you could have never understood. And I believe that is the reason why Paul wrote most of the revelatory books of the New Testament. Wow, I really believe that. He spoke in tongues more than them all, and he had more revelation than them all. So if you're one of those people who says, well, I just don't know the will of God for my life. How can I know the will of God? I just can't find the will of God. Well, first of all, read your Bible and seek good counsel and pray in tongues. When you pray in tongues, your mind will begin to perceive things. It just will. Amen. Anybody want to say anything? Amen.
0: Wow just amazing. I have a question. Yes, sir. You said that the New Testament church was a church that prayed in tongues. Yes, they did. And I believe that. I really do. But tell me then, and maybe this is getting off track, and if it is, just stop me. But how is it then that as time goes by, there's been whole doctrines of the tongues as something of the past? How, did, how do we get off track so far if the whole New Testament church was speaking in tongues?
1: Well, as time went by, Uh, people begin to veer from the truth. But I want to tell you, Tony Cook has just written a new book on the miraculous miracles throughout the centuries and the gifts of the Spirit and speaking in tongues. It never disappeared. It has always been with us. Wherever people have sought God, Mm -hmm. there has been a move of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. It is verified so clearly in history. Please order that book. You can get it at TonyCook.org. Cook is spelled with an E. But I'm telling you, that is a fabulous book. But if you look at modern day people who teach the tongues is not for today, there are people who are entrenched in that belief. They don't believe in it. They don't like it. They don't want anything to do it. So they have built doctrines to support what they don't like. But if you look at the Bible with a clear mind, an open mind, an unbiased mind, it's very obvious Speaking in tongues was considered to be the norm. It's the norm. And those who do not speak in tongues, that is not the norm. Now, that doesn't mean that they're second-class Christians. There's no such thing as a second-class Christian. And I want to tell you, you do not have to speak in tongues to be saved. My mother, who does speak in tongues, but she's been Baptist all of her life. She got really offended one day when she thought that I said... You had to speak in tongues to be saved. I've never said that in my life. I will never say that. The only thing required to go to heaven to be saved is that you call Jesus the Lord of your life and the Holy Spirit comes in. Boom, you're saved. You're washed in the blood. And when you receive salvation, you receive peace. But when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you receive power. God doesn't want you to be a peaceful, powerless Christian. He wants to give you power. Power. Now, That doesn't mean that God can't do miraculous things in denominational churches. Of course He can. God can do whatever He wants to. But if you look across the board, if you look at the full spectrum of churches, where do you usually see miracles, signs, wonders, gifts of the Holy Spirit in churches that speak in tongues? Sure. That's where you see it. Speaking in tongues opens a door to the spirit realm. It just does. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. It's amazing. Okay, let's go to the next question. Somebody asked, if I ask for the baptism in the Holy Spirit, how do I know I won't get something from the devil? I'm amazed how many people ask that question. Jesus answered it in Luke chapter 11, verses 11 to 13. Let's look at it. Jesus said, if a son shall ask bread of any that is a father, will he give him a stone? If he ask a fish, will he give him a fish? Uh, uh, will he give him for a fish a serpent? Or if he shall ask for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? And this is Jesus' guarantee. This is a biblical guarantee from the lips of Jesus that if you ask, For the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you're not going to get something else. You're going to get the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Amen, Denise?
2: Amen. Amen. We're talking about our Father. We're talking about Jesus that died for us and and gave everything for us to give us life. When you open your heart to Him and you ask Him for his Holy to be filled, baptized with the Holy Spirit. You're not going to get a counterfeit, no, because your heart is just so longing for Him. You're going to get exactly what was designed for you to fit inside of you perfectly. And
1: Denise, when people pray for salvation, nobody says, "I'm afraid to pray to be saved." <laughs> what if I get something that's not mm. salvation? Mm. Nobody ever thinks that's that. That's true. This is only about the baptism and the Holy Spirit. That is how much the devil is against that the that baptism of the Holy Spirit. He's singled it out and given people fear about it because he doesn't want people to receive it. Just imagine if you're leading somebody to Christ and they say, but if I repent of sin and ask Jesus to save me, what's, what's the guarantee that the devil's not going to give me something? Nobody ever thinks that. No. They only think that when it comes to the Holy Spirit.
2: They don't say that about healing either. Oh, but what if it comes from the devil? I've never heard anybody say
1: that. I haven't either. But the devil stirs up fear and apprehension because he knows if people receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they're gonna receive a mighty force that's going to affect him.
2: Praise God. Hallelujah. Wow. It's amazing. It makes me want to speak in tongues right now.
1: So if you pray for the baptism (laughs) of the Holy Spirit, don't worry that you're going to get something else. You're going to get the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Let's go to the next question. Do I have to have someone lay hands on me? Well, we kind of answered that last night. No, you don't. Now, some people feel like they need that. And if you read the book of Acts, sometimes people had hands laid on them. Sometimes they didn't. Mm There's really not a strict pattern on that. You can receive it by yourself. You can receive it when somebody lays hands on it. Whatever you need, just do it. Just get it. That's what's important. All right. Is speaking in tongues a requirement for being filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, I think we've already answered that. The Bible tells us in Luke six forty-five, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When your spirit is filled with spirit, you're going to speak. Spirit. It's just a natural byproduct of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Denise?
2: You know, Rick, I want to say this because in March of of 72, on that curb, when I got filled with the Holy Spirit and didn't speak in tongues, and... You could have. Yeah, but my life was completely changed in that moment, and I was filled with this power, and I started witnessing and witnessing to people and that was so wonderful. And I can't imagine loving Jesus more than I did at that moment. But you know what? I am so thankful that July the 2nd happened and that I spoke in other tongues. I just, I'm thankful that I had that experience and that I experienced more and more of the Spirit of God and what He can do. I'm really thankful.
1: Well, we saw last night that he that prays in tongues edifies himself. It means he expands, he enlarges himself to receive more. That's one reason why I say I've never met a Christian that is spirit-filled. We use that phrase all the time. Well, he's spirit-filled. Are you spirit-filled? All of us are spirit-touched. But as you pray in tongues, your capacity grows to hold more and more and more, which means it doesn't matter how much you have today, you can get more tomorrow. There's room for more and more and, more and 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 more. Your capacity increases the more you pray in tongues. Okay, let's move on. Another question. Can I pray in tongues silently or does it have to be out loud? Well, you can pray in tongues privately. I'm in many sort of situations <laughs> where it's not appropriate to pray in tongues out loud, so I'll pray in tongues under my breath. Let me ask you a question. If I want to say something to Denise, so here Denise and I are talking to each other. Do I just look at her and hope she gets what I'm thinking? There's going to be a lot of guesswork involved there, and guess what? Sometimes <laughs> that happens. <laughs> but it's always better if we speak to each other. Speaking is the form of communication. Now, you can speak in tongues privately, but tongues was intended to be spoken. The Apostle Paul says, I speak in tongues. He didn't say, I think in tongues. Mm -hmm. He said, I speak in tongues. It is intended to be spoken. And it's as you speak in tongues, that your spirit is dredged and things begin to come up. It's not as you think in tongues, it's as you speak in tongues, this miracle begins to take place. Mm -hmm. Now, in our offices right here where we have our TV studio, people walk around praying in tongues all the time, even me. If you're on this floor, you might hear me walking down the hallway speaking in tongues. Yesterday I was in my office and I heard the director of our Internet Good News Church walking down the hallway he didn't even know anybody was listening. He's speaking in tongues as he's walking down the hallway. Max, when you speak in tongues, I know that sometimes you like to go out to the forest. True. You, just, But that's just you. You just like Nothing to, disturbs me. It's just nothing disturbs gone. you. Joel, I'm going to guess that you pray in tongues in the car because you're in the car a lot.
0: Wherever I can.
1: Where? So you don't have to be in a fixed place, on your knees, in a quiet place. You can pray in tongues all the time wherever you are. But praying in tongues is laleo, it's something that you speak. It's a verbal communication. Is that
0: helpful? Very helpful. They're but very I want to helpful. say, I was thinking about Maxime because we, we've known each other a few years now. And I know that Maxime goes to the forest and like turns off all communications and takes a bottle of water with him and just disappears for hours or something. I don't know what you do. I love praying in tongues. But I think it's very deliberate what you do. And I want to say I that it's very what? Deliberate. Yes. It's very deliberate. I respect it. I think it's wonderful. Because if you don't speak a language for a long time, you forget. Joel, that's brilliant. And if you don't speak, I don't know, if you learned Spanish when you were going to school, you were good at Spanish. 20 years later, you stop speaking. You're going to have to get used to speaking Spanish again. And when Maxime goes to the forest and disappears and prays, I think it's wonderful. I really do because you have it, it, it takes practice. It takes determination it takes planning. I think those are good things
1: Well, I'm thinking about people who used to speak in tongues all the time and now they never do they just fell out of the habit They just fell out of the habit. Now the good news is they can start immediately But you know why they fell out of the habit? Because the flesh was against it the flesh is against it because when you speak in tongues your spirit is taking dominion in your life. The Holy Spirit in your spirit, it's beginning to rule in your life and the flesh is against it. And that is why the flesh always says, don't do that. True. Don't do that. True. Come on. You don't need to do that.
0: I heard a uh, a Greek philosopher from like eons ago. He said, if you want to be a writer, write. And if you want to speak in tongues, speak. And I think it just takes practice. It just takes practice and time and and you'll get used to it. Amen. Denise?
2: Well, it makes me want to speak in tongues.
1: Well, let's do that when the program's over. Oh. But I want to move on to the next question. Are you ready for this? Ready. I have prayed to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but I'm having trouble getting my prayer language. Why? Well, I think we've already answered that. Mm-hmm. Because the flesh is against it, your ears, are not accustomed to hearing the sound of it, just tell your flesh to shut up and just open your mouth and do it. And remember, the Holy Spirit's not going to grab your tongue and make you speak in tongues. It's you. He gives you the incentive. You have to start it. I think that's very important. All right. Is the baptism in the Holy Spirit something we pray for once or is it something we have to pray for again and again and again? The baptism in the Holy Spirit is something you receive once. Just like salvation, it's a one time deal. But you can pray to be refilled with the Holy Spirit many, many times. In my teaching, Seven Things to Do Every Day to Stay Spiritually Strong, I end that teaching every time with point number seven every day pray to be refilled with the Holy Spirit. And we're told in Ephesians chapter 5 to be filled with the Spirit. And the Greek actually says, Be being continually filled. You can be refilled over and, over and over and over and over and over and over and over with the Holy Spirit. But there's just one expe- initial experience called the baptism in the Holy Spirit. After that, you just get refilled. You get recharged. Mm-hmm. Denise?
2: Well, I have a word of knowledge. There's somebody right now and you're watching and you have struggled so much with migraines. And, and I, I, I mean, I saw you. I saw you like grabbing your head and this pressure, and it's like on your eyes. And right now, the Holy Spirit is touching you right now. Amen. Receive that touch. That's, that's Him. That's His love. That's His power to you. So just receive that right now. I release the power of God. I see you right now. I see you holding your head. I release the power of God to you right now in the name of Jesus.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, we're out of time. It's really been great tonight. I'm looking forward to being with you again on Monday. All of us will be here, and Paul will be back with us on Monday. But thank you for being with us. Sleep well tonight. And remember, if you need prayer, write to us, prayer at renner.org or call us 1-800-742-5593. We would love to take your call and pray with you. We'll see you on Monday. Bye-bye.
0: If you enjoyed that teaching, please subscribe, like and comment so more people can see it.